G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Lyle Shelton is the Managing Director of the Australian Christian Lobby and is joining me on the phone once again for another week. Welcome back, Lyle. Yeah, thanks a lot, Tracy. Lyle, we saw some huge commemorations over the weekend with the Anzac centenary, both here in Australia and overseas. And in fact, Prime Minister Tony Abbott has been in France after attending some Gallipoli services. He's made some announcements in France, but it certainly was a big weekend, wasn't it? Yes, uh, it's been a, a huge weekend right around the country, Tracy, with the 100th anniversary of Anzac. Uh, my family and I were privileged to be among uh, the, the tens. Well, they, they say over 100,000 gathered outside the Australian War Memorial uh, in Canberra, and uh, that was a very significant uh, occasion. And, of course, what they're saying is that even next year they are anticipating that there will be greater numbers, but there's been something else going on behind the scenes, hasn't there, that's a little bit disturbing, particularly given that we've... We look like we've just entered into an arrangement with Turkey. Yeah, that's right, Tracy. Um, you know, there's certainly uh, Tony Abbott's visit there has yielded some good cooperation between the Turkish government and the Australian government to stop uh, jihadists uh, joining the, the Islamic State uh, war. But uh, what what has been disturbing um, behind the scenes of all this is uh, moves to recognise an event that also happened a hundred years ago, coinciding with ANZAC. Um, and that's the Armenian genocide of 1.5 million uh, largely Christian people, uh, there's huge pressure not to recognise this or to even talk about it. And uh, the Australian government, sadly, is acquiescing to Turkey's demands uh, to be silent about this and not to officially recognise what uh, the Pope said recently was the first uh, genocide of the 20th century, which, of course, is the bloodiest uh, century of world history. That's right, and he actually did cause quite a stir it did cause quite a storm didn't it when the pope came out and made his comments and now are you saying lyle that you think that the the government doesn't want anything acknowledged because of the arrangement that we've entered into with turkey uh partly because of that arrangement but also uh as i understand it uh the turkish government uh would put pressure on australia uh, over its access to anzac cove and and um, celebrating, or commemorating, I should say, uh, the Gallipoli landings, uh, if we dare to recognise um, this uh, atrocity. The Turkish government uh, doesn't recognise the Armenian genocide uh, as genocide. Um, but uh, what we know from history is that this occurred under the cover of the landings on the Dardanelles uh, 100 years ago. Um, the, 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 the then Ottoman Empire saw its opportunity to... Um, to uh, wreak uh, vengeance on uh, the Armenian population. Um, remember, the Ottoman Empire was a Muslim uh, empire. It had uh, this significant Christian population, and it started killing them under the cover of the Dardanelles um, landings uh, 100 years ago. And, of course, this should be commemorated, and uh, we think the Australian government should recognise this for what it is, and that is genocide. Mm, some diplomatic moves obviously need to be taken there. On the home front, the, the Labor Party looks to be gearing up for a battle on same-sex marriage. The National Conference, of course, is coming up in July. Yeah, that's right, Tracy. Um, 
this is looking quite uh, messy from Labor's point of view. Uh, over uh, the weekend, Tanya Plibersek, the deputy leader of the Labor Party, has called uh, for the conference to pass a motion uh, to force all Labor MPs and senators to vote in favour of redefining marriage. Uh, now, Bill Shorten, uh, the leader, uh, told uh, ACL's conference last October that he believed it should be a conscience vote. So there's a clear split in their leadership over this issue. Uh, we're certainly uh, expecting Bill Shorten to honour uh, his word to the conference and, and for Labor to uh, allow its MPs and senators uh, a right uh, to vote against redefining marriage. Yes, so the issue is that Labor actually does support same-sex marriage, but the party members don't have to vote on party line. They can vote according to their conscience. That, that's correct, Tracy. Now, it's, it's very disappointing that back in 2011, Labor changed its policy, but they did leave uh, members and senators the option of voting uh, to support marriage between a man and a woman. And this is really important because no parliamentarian should be forced to legislate, vote for a family structure that requires a child to miss out on its mother or father, because that's what uh, same-sex marriage does. And, and no parliamentarian should be forced to vote uh, against the best interests of the child, uh, which is what this sort of legislation would do. It is a matter uh, that should be left to individual parliamentarians. So Tanya Plebisek seems to be, by what she said to Fairfax Media over the weekend, she seems to think that it is an issue of discrimination because she believes the question is that of discriminating against one group in favour of another. But in fact, it's not about discrimination, is it? Uh, no, no, it's not. Um, there's no discrimination against same-sex couples in Australian law. But if we redefine marriage, there will certainly be discrimination against children because uh, same-sex marriage legislates a family structure which requires a child to miss out on its mother or father. There's no equality in that. And, and of course, that hasn't been uh, part of the debate. It's all been very adult-focused, uh, but not focused on the consequences. If, if you legislate a new family structure, that has impacts for children and it requires them to miss out on their most basic human right, and that is their, their mother and father. Um, kids obviously miss out because of a whole range of reasons, because of tragedy of desertion, but it shouldn't happen as a result of government policy. Once again, let's just point out that this is an issue that looks likely to be discussed in July and there's a lot to come between now and then. Of course, we've got the federal budget next month and a whole host of other issues. Lyle, let's look to the tragedy that occurred in Nepal over the weekend. Two and a half thousand people confirmed dead at this point. Authorities are saying that's likely to rise. Yeah, this is um, obviously an unspeakable tragedy, uh, which has just come uh, uh, from nowhere, natural disaster. Uh, aid agencies uh, such as World Vision uh, are very much uh, on the ground. Uh, I understand World Vision has some somewhere in the vicinity of 200 staff uh, in Nepal, and uh, many of them have been personally affected. And uh, I, I know that uh, charities uh, are encouraging people to give generously. Obviously, this is a, a humanitarian catastrophe, and uh, we all need to do what we can to to try and provide assistance. Uh, I would hope that something like this uh, would be um, a wake-up call for nations like Australia who have been cutting their overseas aid. Uh, this is why we need aid, uh, particularly when these sort of disasters uh, occur. Mm, certainly need to be praying for the people who are working in the region at the moment, particularly as they search through the rubble, hopefully to find some more survivors. Now, Lyle, yeah, absolutely. before we go, we've got the impending execution of those two Bali Nine drug smugglers, Andrew Chan and Myron Sukumaran. It looks that the Australian government's efforts 
to speak with the Indonesian government about this have all fallen on deaf ears and Indonesia looks set to go ahead with their execution. Yeah, this is very sad, Tracy. Um, no, I, I don't believe the death penalty is warranted for uh, a crime like drug smuggling, as terrible as it is, uh, and, and it is a, is a terrible crime. But, um, but uh, the death penalty is certainly not warranted. Uh, the Australian government is making last-ditch attempts uh, to try and uh, appeal for, for clemency. Uh, let's hope that uh, that that mercy uh, is is um, allowed in this situation. Of course, Andrew Chan uh, committing his life to Christ um, during his prison time and um, and qualifying as a as a pastor and has been ministering in the jails that he's uh, been uh, held in uh, in that capacity. Um, so so let's hope there's mercy for these uh, two men. But uh, really, I think it is a matter of praying this stage as um, the Indonesians look uh, determined to carry out these executions. That's Lyle Shelton from the Australian Christian Lobby. Lyle, thanks again for your time. Pleasure, Tracy. Thanks for having us. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.